This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, October 22, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. In late 2013, Republican Representative Jim Sensenbrenner unveiled the USA Freedom Act at the Cato Institute's first-ever conference on surveillance. This week, at the second such conference, Democratic U.S. Senator Patrick Leahy discussed the struggles of passing that legislation and what it means for surveillance reform down the road. I remember two years ago, and some of you may recall this at your Cato conference on NSA surveillance, my friend Congressman Jim Sensenbrenner announced our introduction, the two of us, of the original USA Freedom Act. So it's great to be with you two years later and say, uh, well, it's a big step to, to get sponsors and uh, introduce something like that, we actually passed it, and uh, we enacted it. And so it's the end of the NSA's bulk collection of Americans' phone records. I think that was overdue. It marks the first major reform of surveillance laws in in decades. Uh, This sort of reform doesn't come quickly or easily. Uh, You worked on it, a whole lot of others worked on it. Uh, I don't even want to try to count the number of meetings off the floor of the House and the Senate, uh, in the halls, telephone calls over the, over the weekends. But Republicans and Democrats came together. We passed the bill for the right reason. is the right thing to do. And also helps the American people demanded it. When the public learns the government has secretly relied on deeply flawed interpretation of Section 215 of the U.S. Patriot Act to engage in the indiscriminate bulk collection of our telephone records, the response for the American people is clear. They were shocked that the phone records of innocent Americans were being swept up, whether they had any connection to terrorist activity or not. They lost trust in the intelligence community. And they became skeptical of existing legal protection. They demanded meaningful limits on executive authority. They demanded more transparency and more accountability, more checks and balances. And they rallied behind an end to the NSA's dragnet collection of the phone records. These were all common sense things. As Americans, do we really want to give up our basic freedoms for a hint of security. And frankly, that's all it would be, it would be a hint. But even though there's these powerful calls for reform, some leaders in the Senate defended the program, they they resisted even modest reforms. I had to resist going around saying the sky is falling, the sky is falling, but I didn't resist it all the time, I gotta admit. They claimed the phone records program, the phone records program of all our records, mine, judge yours, everybody else's, was necessary to keep our country safe, and they resorted to the kind of fear-mongering we've heard too often. But it didn't work this time. We had multiple hearings in the Senate Judiciary Committee, and tireless advocacy, and I'm looking around this room, I can see some of those advocates, were able to demonstrate the effectiveness of the program 
have been grossly overstated. And there's one other factor that turned out to be critical. That was the sunset provision. Back in 2001, when the USA Patriot Act uh, was enacted, I joined with then Majority Leader Army, Congressman Army. Now, we're not natural allies philosophically, but we were total allies in the sense of protecting our privacy. And we put in a sunset provision of the most controversial surveillance provisions, including Section 215, because we knew if we didn't, it would be easier never to go back and look at it, never change it, no matter what happens. Uh, but if you have the sunset provision, you have to go back to it. We wanted to force con uh, Congress to revisit, and that's exactly what happened. So with Section 215 scheduled to expire June 1st of this year, the Senate had not enacted legislation to reauthorize it. The Senate Majority Leader made very clear that he didn't like our bill, uh, even though our coalition in the House and Senate made it very clear we're not going to let a clean reauthorization bill. I think he felt that the time passed, you could say, oh my God, the United States is about to be attacked tomorrow afternoon at 3.15 if we don't enact this, and some might do it. But we fought, and ultimately, because the time had passed, they had to bring up the USA Freedom Act. And we passed it with overwhelming support. Uh, I don't want to create problems for Senator Lee in, in Utah, a conservative Republican, but the week before we were out on break, and I think we were wearing out the speed dial on our phones back and forth as we were traveling around different parts of the country, uh, lining up votes. I enjoyed working with Mike because he kept his word the whole way through. Now, the USA Freedom Act we enacted in law didn't go as far as the bill two years ago that uh, Congressman Sensenbrenner and I introduced. We both wanted more reforms, but it went much further than people thought we could. We ended the NSA's bulk collection of Americans' phone records. We increased transparency of the government's surveillance activities. We're going to declassify a lot more the FISA court uh, opinions, and it's allowed companies like, for example, Yahoo to report more information to the public about government surveillance requests. And it'll be even more information under the mandatory requirements. I think this kind of sunshine uh, on it, sunshine brought about because of the sunset provisions, the American public will demand even more, uh, uh, even more reforms. And lastly, we enacted major reforms to the national security letters. We assured they cannot be used for bulk collection. We strengthened judicial review of gag orders that are used to issue to recipients of NSLs. Told you can't tell anybody why we're seizing all your records. We can't tell, you can't tell anybody why we're looking into your customers. 
that's not what our Constitution says. And I think um, history would view the USA Freedom Act as a crucial step toward recalibrating our surveillance laws. And I, I thank the people who worked on it. Senator Lee, Congressman Sensenbrenner, Chairman Goodlatte, Ranking Member Conyers, uh, Senator Wyden, they supported this. And I want to thank the Cato Institute for inviting me here today. You worked very hard on this. Uh, when we had people decided to back away, you helped give them courage. You know, there are some in Congress who want to give our national security agencies a blank check. They think any attempt to protect our privacy somehow makes us less safe. I hear members accept the framework of balancing privacy rights and national security. But privacy rights are preeminent. And we Vermonters like our privacy. I'll tell you one quick story. I have very few things over my career that I've actually saved from the press, either favorable or otherwise, but this one I did, I have it framed. And to put this in perspective, uh, I live on a dirt road in Middlesex, Vermont, just outside of Montpelier. Uh, we've had that place for since I was a, a teenager, this old farmhouse. And a neighboring farmer through successive generations have always hayed our fields. They keep the hay, they keep our fields clear. It works out well. He's known me since I was in grade school, time of this happened. Here's the whole article is in the paper. Car pulls up on a Saturday morning with an out-of-state license plate. Farmer sitting on the porch, a man driving said, does Senator Leahy live up this road? He said, are you a relative of his? Uh, no, I'm not. Are you a friend of his? Well, oh, not really. Is he expecting you? No, never heard of him. <laughs> we like our, you know, we like our privacy. We like our privacy. And protecting our basic rights and protecting the country are not part of a zero-sum equation. We can do both. But we have to keep in mind, if we don't protect Americans' privacy and constitutional liberties, what have we given up? Frankly, I think far too much. And I think this great nation is hurt if we do. So let's build momentum for more reform, for the reform of the Electronic Communications Privacy Act as long overdue. Technology has outpaced this law. I originally wrote it back in 1986. Think of what the changes you have in technology and communication since then. It has overwhelming bipartisan support. 300 co-sponsors in the House, more than 20 co-sponsors in the Senate. Maybe if the time comes that both bodies start discussing real things and, and not sloganeering, we can get at, down and actually pass legislation like this. And then reform the FISA Amendments Act, which sunsets in 2017. There is so much we can do. I, I'm not going to go on to all the things, but there's important work ahead. But please keep reminding people, just because you want to keep your rights as an American, Rights that we bought 
a Revolutionary War, Civil War, two world wars to protect, just because you want to keep those rights doesn't mean you're giving up the security of this nation. I would argue we give up those rights. We've lost the security of our nation. Thank you all very much. Patrick Leahy is a Democratic U.S. Senator from Vermont. You can watch or listen to the Cato Institute's full surveillance conference at our website, cato.org.